what am I supposed to do now? Welcome to Crime Over Cocktails. I'm Tiffany, your host, and today I have guests. My name is Laura Spalding. I'm the CEO of Spalding Decon. We're a national crime scene cleanup company that we specialize in cleaning up homicides, suicides, accidents, and decompositions. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Very crazy. <laughs> I can yes. only imagine the things that you see. Yeah, pretty gnarly sometimes. I can only imagine. So how did you get started in this? So uh, I was a police officer right out of college, and I did that for about seven years, and I just kind of became disenchanted with the low pay, uh, living kind of paycheck to paycheck, and uh, I was looking for another business to start, and I was kind of just racking my brain because I, I didn't have enough money to you know buy a franchise or you know uh, start strong, essentially, um, and I was really getting frustrated with uh, my lack of creativity, I guess. And one night I was working a homicide and the victim's mother asked me when we were coming back to clean it up. And it was kind of a light bulb moment at that point. I realized I had never been asked that question before in seven years. And number two, I didn't know how to answer it. Uh, So I kind of went on this fact finding mission of asking CSI people, homicide investigators, you know, other officers that I work with, And no one knew the answer. This was back in 2005. So, you know, I went on the internet and I started doing some research and I found out, wow, this is a niche business and there's just not a lot of service providers for it. And I was kind of shocked because, you know, working in the inner city, I was around this type of incidents that would require cleanup every day, literally multiple times a day. So I thought, what are these people doing? Are they cleaning it up themselves? So that was kind of the beginning of the light bulb moment. And I just kind of decided I was initially going to do it as a side hustle. And then very quickly it became, it became an animal of its own. And I, and I made the decision to, to uh, quit my job. That's great. I mean, I don't know why, but I think I always assumed that it was part of the process. Right. Yes. Everyone does. And that was one of the biggest hurdles for us. Right. Because I mean, when you're watching the shows, you see what the house look like, and oh my gosh! And then you have dust everywhere from them fingerprinting, and just you know they rip stuff up. And I just, I guess, I always assume that somebody would come in and just make it all pretty again. I don't know. Yeah, and that's probably the most difficult hurdle for us to overcome from a marketing perspective is because first of all, people don't want to talk about death. Um, until, you know, it happens. And then number two, it was overcoming that common knowledge, basically, that they thought, oh, the police clean it up, the police do it all. And in reality, they don't do anything. They're there to collect evidence and hopefully solve a crime. But that doesn't involve, you know, cleaning and putting your house back together. Right. And I mean, sometimes there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I don't know if you got a time. Like, do you have to pull floors up? Like, what's all entailed with that? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've had incidents before where elderly people have melted through the third floor into the second floor condo, and we've literally had to take out all of their flooring, their subfloor, 
the insulation in between the ceiling and the second floor, there is a, a substantial amount of demo that needs to be done. How long were they in there for? Um, it really depends on uh, temperature. And, you know, I live in Florida and it's pretty hot. So if you don't have your AC on and you pass away, you're going to decompose at a much faster rate than you would if you were in, you know, a cold environment. Right, right. Yeah, I know some people, they put the thermostat on really low when they want to keep a body cold. <laughs> yes, exactly. So exactly. goes both ways, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. Is it true? I'm sure it is because all cops say this. You probably knew this anyways as working for a cop, but they say that smell. You never get rid of it or you know exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, I know what it is from a mile away. It's it's something that's so unique. It it doesn't match anything. And a lot of people say, well, does it smell like a dead animal? And it doesn't. Um, I can tell the difference just in smell immediately, whether it's an animal or a human. Oh, wow. Kind of a weird gift, but I mean, I like it. (laughs) Yeah, I I wouldn't call it a gift. I would just call it, uh, you know, experience. (laughs) (laughs) Animals smell very gamey. They have this just gamey sense to them, Um, especially rodents, you know, and uh, large game. But humans smell more like rotten eggs or, or garbage. Oh, And a lot of it depends on their diet, too. I don't know. I always figured they kind of had about the same smell. Cause yeah, like you'll smell like a dead bird or a squirrel, something like that. And you're like, Oh my gosh, that's horrible. But a human's worse. It's because our diets are are worse. You know, their, their diets are very consistent with, you know, the animals and what they're eating and they're exposed to uh, most, most times anyway, the sun, the direct sunlight, you know, maybe they got hit by a car or whatever and they decompose, you know, pretty quickly, but the breakdown of the body is essentially the same. Gotcha. Obviously, since there was no one around, it's amazing that you were able to like get in that many locations. Yeah. So it didn't start out that way. Of course, I was, you know, um, not very uh, wealthy. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Uh, so I was, I was challenged in that way. And I had to figure out how to market this difficult to market business um, with little to no money. So the way I started out was literally door to door. Uh, It was, it was marketing to hotels and apartment complexes and, you know, just big entities like that, where I figured they would be a consistent customer because they have, you know, 100, 200, 500 heads under one roof, essentially. Yeah, no, that's smart. So that's how I started out. And, um, you know, I made some some good networking contacts with funeral homes because occasionally they'll get asked, you know, when maybe the family lives out of town and they're trying to do a burial from out of state. So they'll say, Hey, the police told us that it's a mess in there and we need to get it cleaned up. Who do you recommend? So we would get some referrals that way, some referrals from law enforcement. And it's just really a numbers game. Like anything um, when you're trying to market, you know, organically. Right. Well, I mean, you have to start from somewhere. So uh, yeah, exactly. Look at Amazon. He started in his garage. There you go. <laughs> you know, once you get it out there, I mean, anything possibilities are endless. Exactly. Do you get a lot of homicides or what is it mostly that you get? What are like your more common? Yeah, I would say mostly it's unattended deaths, decompositions. 
is probably number one. Uh, suicide's number two. Maybe accidents, number three. That could be anything from car accidents to somebody working in a wood shop and just missed and, you know, hit their finger, you know, whatever, just innocent type accidents. Do you ever go into these houses and like kind of paint your picture? Like, I don't know if you actually get told what happens in all these and all that, but like, do you ever kind of like piece together what you think happened or? Yeah, I think that's normal, normal for me being inquisitive kind of about what happened. I we're probably 50 50 on being told what, what happened. Sometimes either there's no one there at all to speak to, or uh, the person doesn't even know that's hiring us. We don't engage with like law enforcement and say, hey, what happened or anything like that. You know, I, I find that uh, the less I know, the better, because right. it just makes it just makes it a job for me as opposed to more of a empathetic situation. Right. Is there any time like you're not allowed to go there for a period of time? Like, did they keep the houses off limits for quite a while? Or I mean, I'm sure each um, circumstance is different that but I could imagine like a house that maybe you would needed to get into but the police had it blocked off for like weeks. How much? Yeah, worse? it doesn't usually take that long. So oh. typically when a crime happens, say like a shooting at a convenience store, they'll have it roped off and we'll just be standing by until they they're done collecting their evidence and then they're out. So we're typically not waiting very long at all. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like when you watch TV, they always want to go back, look again and look again. So I was always like, do they keep this like for like a week or so or no, no. Um, And you know, a, a lot of times too, is that we're not even called until they are done. So that, that could be too, why we're, we're not waiting a long time right. at all. But I when it's a business, like a convenience store, you know, time is money. We, we need to get them cleaned up and back in business. So they're not losing revenue. Right. No, that makes absolute sense. Do any of these like really stick with you? Some oh, of the scenes that you've seen? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you don't want to, I've done thousands, you know, in the last 18 years, but there, there'll always be some that stick with each person. You know, my technicians, probably there might be some that stick with them that I don't even remember anymore. So I, th- I think it's, you know, it's personal, what resonates with you. Yeah. I mean, I think it's amazing what you guys are doing because clearly, I mean, nobody wanted to do it before and you're doing a service to the family, to whoever that person was. You're helping take care of what happened. Yeah. And, you know, I think the, the hardest part for me was, you know, the people that were like, oh, my God, I didn't know that I didn't have to clean this up. Uh, nobody told me that there was services out there like that. So that is the main reason we took to social media. And uh, it was the quickest and easiest way for us to let everyone know that, no, it's you, the homeowner or the family that's responsible for this cleanup. The police aren't going to do it. Nobody's going to do it for you. And that was, you know, like I said, an uphill battle when I first started in 2005. And But in 2019, we started doing um, uh, social media and we started just kind of telling the public, this is, this is our day. This is like a normal day for us. This is how we do things. This is why we do things. You know, we, we were very educational about it and it blew up. You know, we have 75 million views now on our, on our channel. We just uh, peaked over 1 million subscribers on YouTube. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. It was, it was um, very rewarding. 
Yeah, it's good work. It really is. It's it's gross. It's nitty gritty, but it ha- it's something that has to be done. So yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever felt more accomplished at the end of a day because you literally get there and it's a disaster, and then by the time I leave, it's like wow, this is a whole new house. So it's it's very rewarding from that perspective. Right. You get to see the transformation. It's yeah. like instant gratitude. Yeah, I'm a big transformation person, so it, it works well for me. I'm the same way. I was painting when we were moving and I found it so therapeutic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I do too. Yeah. A lot of people say they hate it or they hate ironing. I love both of those things. It's just therapeutic for me. Right. I'm weird like that. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you took your company even one step further. So not only will you clean it, but now you'll even buy it, fix it and flip it. Correct. So that was um, something that I, I kicked myself in the butt for not thinking of prior. But in 2016 is when we we launched and started buying or offering to buy our customers' homes so they could literally walk away from the disaster and start fresh with a check in their hand. And um, overwhelmingly, there's a lot of people that are just like, you know what, it has bad juju here. I don't want to be here. I'm out. And uh, we're, we're able to offer them a quick walk away as opposed to paying us to clean it up, hiring an agent, making a bunch of repairs. Because a lot of these homes, especially the hoarder homes, are in such state of disrepair that it would take you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to get them back to where they should be. Oh, yeah. Because usually they have a lot of insect damage and stuff. Yeah. That's so sad. I don't know how people live like that. No, don't get me wrong. I love to buy stuff, but you have to get stuff away too. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, definitely. It's also the like perfect scenario for somebody who lives out of town and somebody passed and they don't know what to do with that house. Maybe it was left to them or they just have to figure it out. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not for everybody, of course, but it definitely provides a solution for people that just don't have either the means or the desire to keep the home. So um, I would say the majority of the houses that we buy are families that live out of state and one of their family members passed away, owned the house and there's multiple heirs and they're like, let's just get rid of it. You know, like why pay all these bills and let's just, you know, unload it and split the proceeds and start over. And then it becomes my problem. And I, I'll, I'll typically rehab it, change the architectural design of it, make additions to it and just bring it up to modern standards of what, you know, open concepts and uh, nicer appliances and quartz countertops. And then depending on the area that it's in, I'll either keep it as a rental or I will flip it. Oh, cool. So you do, you keep some as rental properties. Yes, I do. Very smart. (laughs) (laughs) So what states are you in? Are um, you said you're in 17? Oh, God. I think, yeah, off the top of my head, that sounds about right. We have 51 locations. Uh, we just got into Oklahoma and uh-huh. Alabama uh, this this year already. So um, Oklahoma, Alabama, and oh, Virginia. I'm sorry, Virginia is the third one. Very cool. Do you have to like put anywhere that somebody passed away in these houses for like the next? How does that work? If somebody wants to buy a house and say there was like a mass murder or something in the house, Does that have to be disclosed? It's actually state specific. 
Um, and I'm in Florida is where I buy most of my houses and there's no requirement to disclose that. Some states there are just, um, it's something that you would have to check on. Gotcha. I was just always curious. You hear of all these people buying haunted houses in your life. I wonder if you have to tell somebody. Yeah. I'd love to buy a haunted house and turn it into an Airbnb. That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't believe in that sort of thing, but for the people that do, it'd be fantastic. No, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want the audience to know? Probably um, your audience is, you know, obviously they love true crime and uh, our social media is, has no censorship at all. So, you know, if you really love true crime, check out our YouTube channel, um, Crime Scene Cleaning, and uh, you will see the inside of, you know, homicides, suicides, hoarder houses and, and things extreme like that. And, you know, kind of meet and understand the people that behind that, that, that clean that up every single day and how strong they are mentally. Right. I can only imagine. I've seen some scenes and there's like hair on the floor and all that. It's just, it's crazy just to think that someone's just sitting there mopping it up. Exactly. Yeah. That that's cool. So you have pictures, you have videos. What? Oh, it's all video. It's live. Like, well, live, like we're, we're filming it as we're doing the cleanup and then, um, we don't censor anything. So, you know, if there's a human scalp on the ground, you get to see it. If there's dead carcasses, you get to see it. That's probably why our channel is so popular is because we don't censor anything. We don't censor language. We're showing you life as it is. There's, there's no, you know, putting a bow on it. Right. Are these the houses that you bought? Like, do you have to get anything disclosed to be able to show these? Yeah, we always get um, the consent of the homeowner. Some of them, of course, I own, but other ones, uh, we always get the consent of the homeowner to to be able to film that. We never identify the person, the street, the house, anything like that. So you would never be able to pick it out unless it was your own. Right. I'm going to check it out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, check it out. I think you'll like it. If you're if you're into true crime, there's some cool stuff on there. You know, some crime, some mysteries, some just plain sad. Like, you know, check on your elderly neighbor. She right. could be dead right above you. Yeah. I mean, they they find a lot of people. I'm in Florida too. So oh, there's okay. Yes. There's a lot of people found in their homes around here. Florida's one of the states that everyone goes to in order to die. <laughs> so <laughs> It's, it's not very far-fetched that, you know, we have an elderly population and many of them live alone. Women tend to live longer than men. So a lot of women go undiscovered, you know? Right. Check on your neighbors, folks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Perfect. Is there anything else? Uh, website? Anywhere else you yeah. want to direct them to? Website is crimescenecleaning.com. Um, on uh, social media, YouTube and Instagram and TikTok, it's at crimescenecleaning. Um, and you know, like I said, we're 51 locations. So if you are in need of, of these services, uh, we can cover most locations in the continental U S. Perfect. And it's not just crime scene, it's hoarders, it's a whole mix. So it doesn't have to be a crime scene. Just, you need to, yeah. (laughs) But if you're, you know, if you inherited your grandma's house and it's literally falling it down, you know, set, fill out the form on our website and we'll, we'll make an offer to buy it from you. That way you don't have to deal with it anywhere in the country. Very nice. Yeah. 
Good for you. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. Just, that's great. You know, to have an idea like that and just have it go, like, that was really good. That was amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Tiffany. I appreciate it was your it. calling. <laughs> yes. I believe it was. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. Have a great day. Thanks for having me. All right. Make sure you guys check that out. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. You could be listening to any podcast and you listen to mine. And that just means the world to me. If you want to connect further, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to my channel, like, follow, subscribe, leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. All the links are below in every episode, and you can also go to crimeovercocktails.com. All the links are there too. Let's get to know each other, and we'll talk crime another time. Bye.